All right. Good evening, everyone. We are back for episode three. Episode three. Yes, episode sir. two I just uploaded today, so give it a listen. Just tell us, what, well, if you listen to this episode, I'm hoping that you did listen to episode <laughs> two. <laughs> please go listen to all episodes, uh, the first and the second. Please listen to this episode. Thank you guys for being entertained. Find our content to be uh, very valuable and um, up to date and uh, all that good shit. So anyway, we're going to start out by talking about um, recent and tragic um, situation. Um, R.I.P. Uh, Pop Smoke, who passed away earlier this month uh, due to uh, burglary, uh, home invasion. I believe the man was targeted. Uh, young, you know, star, uh, just incredible talent, you know, became, you know, something very great in a short two years. He was going to be big. He really made uh, good club music. I enjoyed his music. The yeah. UK drill scene was is popping, and he was really embracing it. And 20 years old, man. You know, I, I'm not familiar with Pop Smoke. I, I read the headline, and, I, and you know, I saw some of it, but um, I, I think um, – think, 50 in the club he was he was that direction that's what that's where he was going yeah he it was it was he was blowing up he was just he was just getting bigger and growing was he was he doing like hip-hop rap or something or was he, it like he, he's a rapper like, he like was, edm stuff he was doing hip-hop he was doing current you know hip-hop but uh uk drill type music which is that's just basically a, a type of production excuse me <clears throat> but I would say the music is reminiscent of early 50 Cent in the club. You know, just, you know, check out um, Dior, uh, which is a big record. Check out uh, Christopher Walken, which is a big record that he did. Um, and he had a, 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 just a slew of hits. Who's working with everyone um, from uh, Travis Scott to y- you name it. Um, oh, really? Quavo. Yeah, really? everybody. This guy was... He was the he hottest was on, thing uh, out he of was, Brooklyn. He was coming up. Oh, man. Yeah, that means yeah. he, like, he, he's, he's pulling those people, man. He's yeah. he's definitely on his way yeah. up. Like, Nicki Minaj was on one of the remixes. Oh, like, yeah, he, okay. Now, he, yeah. Any and everybody. He yeah, you was, pull her. That sh- yeah. Yep, he, he, was, he was on his way. And to think that this man was out in L.A. 20? 20 years old, out in L.A. in uh, uh, Hollywood Hills in a multi-million dollar home that was being rented. And to have someone come into that home and shoot him dead, and no one else in the, in the house got shot mm. or killed or robbed. They took nothing. He was yeah, targeted. That was personal, yeah. It, it was, it, yeah, it was a hit. It was probably a paid hit. Um, I'm not sure what is going on in this world today and the level of envy and jealousy, you know, the, the idea of another man being okay with shooting a man down in cold blood in a home you know what I'm saying, uh, and then walking out as if nothing happened. Like I don't know if where you get cool points for that. Like how that makes you a tough guy, or how that makes you like. What do you get out of that? You know, at the end of the day, where's the bragging rights in that? You know, oh I, you know, come on, man, the man didn't have a chance, man. You didn't give him a shot. You know what I'm saying? You come into, I'm pretty sure he was not expecting a home invasion in a multi million dollar home in a you know, prestigious neighborhood where there is no crime. And the, the idea that someone was able to infiltrate that tells me that it was definitely 
some inside work. Somebody knew something, man. Oh, yeah, man. You I mean, don't just decide to pack up a car and drive to the well, suburbs where multi-million dollar houses are and say, oh, you know, we're going to go in this. He's there. We know that, you know what I'm saying, we can just go in here and shoot him and kill him and get away with it. You know, no yeah. one's going to see anything. No one's going to know anything. It's, just, it's more to that story. Um, let's just see if LAPD, you know, decides to do their job and actually solve one of these um, hip hop murders here. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, seriously. Yeah, I mean, you got to think about it that um, those neighborhoods, like, they're filled with cameras. Exactly. Like, especially his house. It had to be, had to have a security exactly. system. I believe the home was uh, owned by one of the women that was like, uh, that do one of the housewives shows, or something, oh, okay. something of that nature. Right. But, um, it's just come on, man. Like you gotta be kidding me, man. Twenty years of age, man. Like it's just way too early that's, to go. That's jealousy, though. I mean, you gotta. You, I mean, yeah. you gotta think about it. That a lot of times that um, uh, that a killing happens like that. That's that's it's pure jealousy. Something like he 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 was the one that made it. He's the one that got out. You know, you still had maybe some sort of connection to something, and then you can't be shooting people over women and money, man. Come on, it's petty. It's petty. Oh, he, my bitch, want to fuck him. Ah, I gotta kill him. Come on, man. Like we gotta knock it off. Like that's just wasted energy. Like who? I, I just. Don't, it's gotta be a even a paid hit. It's like come on, man. Like we we don't have nothing better to do. Okay, y'all got a bunch of killers out in L.A. We get it. You know what I'm saying? Point made, man. You know what I'm saying? Y'all shoot people. Y'all killed Nipsey. Y'all killed Biggie out there. Now you, you, you've killed Pop Smoke. Okay, point made, man. Like, what do you want to actually happen? Do you want people to not come out to L.A. and do shows, to not come out to L.A. and, and be active? Like, I'm just, I'm confused as to what the point is here. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? It's just, and then you got artists like Blueface, and people are talking about, you know, they need to check in when they come. Check in with who, man? Come on. You got to be kidding. Somebody needs to find somebody to say I'm here. Like, bro, where is the love, man? Like, you guys got to be mindful of this. Like, you guys keep shooting people out there. You guys are going to come into New York and start not leaving. Then what? Then what, then, then what do we have? When people start coming to New York City and all of a sudden, they're getting bodied. They're getting shot up because that's what's gonna start happening, man. You just you, you, we gotta knock it off. It's it's senseless. It's senseless violence. And I'm you know that's all I'm gonna say on that. We're gonna move on. We're not we're not gonna make the whole show about that. I just wanted to send my uh you know my my regards and condolences to his family, saying rest in peace because he was definitely an up and coming dope artist, just dope music. And with that being said, you know we're, we're just gonna move on. Um, on to other things. Um. Chad, what do you got? You got, you got anything, Chad? Oh, my wife not being here. She's in Trinidad. Yeah. At uh, Carnival. Do you know what that, that, you know, so it's all, all this whole week, um, this upcoming week, um, there's like, uh, was it Fat Tuesday, the Mardi Gras and all that stuff. So it's like party week. Mm. It seemed to be uh, around like the the Caribbean area, mm. um, South America yeah, man. type of area. Sounds like she's having a ball. Yeah, and <laughs> she, she showed me some pictures. Um, nothing crazy yet. Nothing too mm-hmm. crazy. She's already at a party where she's actually wearing some uh, a nice dress, but um, uh, nice dress, huh? Yeah, a nice dress. But I seen you know pictures of carnival and and all that stuff, and I had I was I was hesitant for a little bit. I mean, I so so right. so I was I was the one that said that she should go. You know, okay. I say you know your friend is from. Um, it's like half. Uh, I'm not sure if it's Trinidadian 
or something like that. I don't know what that is, but um, her, she 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 goes to Trinidad every year. Her friend does. Okay. And uh, I was like, because uh, I gave her a gift of like, you know, you get the, you know, here's a trip that you can go on your own, yeah, you know, relax, you yes, know, awesome, get gift. away a little awesome. bit. So um, I was like, all right. Um, she asked like all of her friends. She's just like, but they're all either having kids or you know they're they popped up. Yeah, huh? they just they can't Somebody, get they do shooting the club up like yeah, yeah she they, ain't gonna be able to make it. <laughs> she baking a cookie right now. Right. Uh huh. So um, she was kind of getting really disappointed about that, and then um, one of her friends uh goes to Trinidad every year. I was like, why don't you hey. ask her, give her a go, you know, see hey. see where she's going. Hey, ain't nothing wrong with that. She only lived once. Um, it's an awesome gift. You know, hopefully she's having a, a great time. And, um, you know, she'll be back sooner than what you think. Um, not too good of a time. Not too good of a time. I mean, she she understands she's I don't need Mandingo sure. down there. Nah. Breathing new life into her. Be, not, <laughs> no, please, man. Not on another man's dollar. I mean, if you got, listen, ladies, if you're going to go to Trinidad, and let another man mandingle you down, okay? And you married. You don't do it when your husband pays for the trip. It's just disrespect. That's another level of disrespect. You're going to fall down a flight of stairs and break your neck and be a paraplegic. Ain't no point in that, okay? I promise you the karma is going to be it's going to be horrible <laughs> for you. Just don't do that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Do that on your own dollar. And moving on from that situation, I want I want you I want to I want to talk about some things that annoy me. Mm-hmm. I, listen. How do you feel about a man coming to your home and he take his, his shoes off to show respect for your home and he ain't got no socks on? Um his with dogs sh- is just with out. the shoes though? With the shoes. He just he came in, you know, no socks. And his dogs is out, man. And I mean, maybe I ain't saying he ain't showered or they sweat. It's just his, you, you just looking at his feet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, his bare feet in your home. Yeah. I, it's, that's disgusting. Yeah, man. it is, man. It's just a little much. Because, man. because, like, look, every so often, like, I, I run out of the house. I don't have shoes. I don't have socks on. Right. I go there. I go back to, like, maybe 15 minutes. But you know. I'm na- I feel nasty, you know? Yeah, like, you know you're like, coming right back. Right. You, like you said, you feel, you know your foot is in that shoe. You know, African style, you know, no socks. Right. You don't go to another person's house like that. That stink. Because, man, that, sh- that stuff smells, man. Yeah, man. And it's your bare foot, man. It's your toenails. It's your dogs, man. Who would do that? <laughs> You'd you be surprised, bro. <laughs> You'd be surprised. Now, to the women who have, who go get manis and, you know, your feet are lotion and oil. Yeah, they're nice. You are welcome. Mm-hmm. You are welcome. Okay? To you women who don't get manis and don't have oil or lotion feet, you are not welcome. <laughs> okay? And if you a guy and you getting manis and you are oiling your feet, it's just something super suspicious about that. Okay? I, I, I ain't going to lie. Look, it's a little weird. I haven't gotten one. I haven't done them. My wife has highly recommended them to me. My feet, my feet, I, I have bedrock feet, man. My okay. feet, like, I, you know, I've been in the military. I wore boots and, and everything, yeah. like, all that stuff. Like, man, yeah. you look at my feet and they're just, they're, they're rough. They're foot. They look like you've been uh, running through the jungle barefoot, hunting uh, uh, war pigs and stuff. You could say something and, like that. Yeah, I, you know, I so, get you. 
it's just it's just but she said she's like Chaz, you gotta go get your feet taken care of. Go get go get a mani pedi. Get those feet scrubbed, like the the dead skin thing scrubbed if, and, and all that stuff. And if your now this is what I would say, fellas, if your foot is rugged enough to cut your woman open in the bed, <laughs> yeah, you gotta go get them taken care of, bruh. If you if your feet look like you can climb rocks with no problem. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't gonna have no issues, you know what I'm saying? Hanging on to the side of a cliff, barefoot, it's time to go get a manny. It, it just is. Just, just you know, yeah. some maintenance. Yeah, some maintenance. Yeah. Ten th- your your 10,000 mile maintenance. Yeah, it's time to go get them soaked. Because, like I say, that means the skin is calloused and it's high. That's what I'm saying. It's, like, a little, it's a little rough. But you're saying that, um, you know, don't overdo it. Don't overdo it. Don't come to another man's house. With your dogs out, bro. It's disrespectful, man. It's disrespectful. Um, another thing that has annoyed me this week, um, people at the uh, local convenience stores and gas stations, um, when you get to the counter, you have 120 seconds tops to make your purchase. Stop going to the register and deciding to pick out your lotto ticket while there is five people waiting behind you to cash out. It is beyond annoying. Yeah, it definitely is. I know you want to pick your fucking winner, but I am just trying to get gas, bro. You got to move on. Oh, dude, it's worse. Have you ever been to, like, one of those convenience stores? And, um, like, they have, like, the, the one guy that always comes in, one guy or one girl that always comes in that has, like, stacks Stacks of lotto tickets. Yes, and like I was, I was one of those. Um, I used to be a cashier at a um, at a convenience store. So you already know, dude. You already know. I looked at the time when I started, and I looked at the time when I was done. It was like an hour. That's ridiculous. One hour. That's I was ridiculous. at the machine just feeding it to going hold back, up a register, putting in new for numbers. an hour because you trying to win lotto, you bum. Go figure, become an entrepreneur, man. It's got to be another way. Oh, They're holding up people, uh, uh, you know, law-abiding citizens who just trying to pay for their damn gas. I'm trying to, listen, I'm, I ain't going to stunt. I'm going, you going to hear me coughing. You going to hear me in the back complaining. I'm a, I'm a certified asshole, man. I'm going to make some noise. You going to know that I'm annoyed behind you, man. Okay? It's too long a wait. Some of us trying to go, man. I, I get it. You got to win. You going to win. And whatever. Just move along. Or, you know, go to the next register or just wait. Let the line go. Let the line go. It's, it's just it's beyond annoying people. And I see it in every store I go into, these corner stores, man. I'm quick, bro. Mm-hmm. My purchase, every, I'm ready. I'm ready I to get go. to the register. Yep. I know what I want. 60, 120. I ain't going to say 120. 60 seconds tops, man. I'm I'm a ghost when it comes to making a purchase. Oh, yeah. I hear that. You got to move on. Yep. I'm the same way. I like, I'm like. i usually, depending on how long the cashier takes to, to cash me out, I'm usually, it's usually in and out. That's it, man. Very That's easy. That's it. Um, you know, moving on to other things. Um, ladies, uh, you know, complaining, bitching the moment about you guys, man. If you've had the same damn hairstyle since <laughs> New Edition- <laughs> BBD and all of them, and you wondering why it's taking your dude an hour to get his load off? It's because you look like a throwback from a salt and pepper video with you know uh, bamboo earrings on, and he just he having a hard time. Well, ain't nothing wrong with that, man. Uh, if it's fifteen years or twenty years later and the hairstyle ain't changed, 
It ain't you ain't oh, done I, nothing I, different. I know what you're saying. With the hair, come on. Who though? I mean, that, that's, that's I see it. Dude, I see, who I see though? It. Like it's it's like my 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 wife. She changes her hairstyle like probably like every two weeks. I want to say good. It's like you get to bang a new woman every two weeks. <laughs> no wonder your marriage going so damn good. You sending her off to Trinidad. You you skeeting, skeeting high good all day. It's like a new one. That that's that she might not even understand or notice. But that there makes a difference in a man's life. Because whether he knows it or not, that hairstyle gives her a whole different it, it just it, it can change everything. Yeah, change. Some women don't understand yeah. this. Like you cannot be rocking some old finger waves or some shit that you know that Women was rocking when, you know, people was watching George Jefferson and, you know, the Bills had the four <laughs> Super Bowls and shit, man. You got to let that hairstyle go, sweetheart, if you really want to get that good action in the bedroom. Well, that's different for guys, though, right? We don't have a whole lot of options, okay? This is what you got to understand. A woman, <laughs> you guys have all the tricks. We don't. It, we, can, we can go bald. We can, you know, sometimes we don't have no choice but to go bald. Or we can just get it cut nice and neat and, and, and go with that and, you know, that be it. Get the mustache shit trimmed up. Well, know. especially black men. Especially if we don't have, we don't have yeah. a lot. We, don't, we just don't have a ton of eyes. Because it's like either you get like, either it's bald or you get like, uh, you can have a fade. Fade. Or yeah. you can get like, maybe like like a mohawk or something like that. You can do a little thing. Nah, I will say this. If you are you 40 plus and you are still trying different hairstyles, something might not be right. If you are 40 plus and you still have cornrows and you have gray hairs in your cornrows, bro, you it's time to let it go. It's Those just, are cool it's, looking, man. Cornrows with gray hairs don't look cool. It looked foolish to me personally. <laughs> Diet or something. You know what it looked like? It looked like you trying to hang on to your youth hard. Like, I mean, you going hard, man. Like, brother. You're 40 plus, man. You're still braiding your hair, man. You know, why not just stick some bees on and some breasts too? You, you know, I tell you what, I'll give you a pass if you in a gang. If you in a gang, <laughs> you got cornrows or any sort of braids with barrettes on it, you get a pass with me. It's more than likely you carry guns in this serious business, and I don't want to piss off nobody who, who carrying guns, and that's what you feel like you need to do. In your life, you want to wear your hair however you want to wear your hair. You can wear it, but to me personally, if you are an average everyday citizen and you are forty plus and you walking around nope. with cornrows in your fucking hair, man, don't be surprised why ain't nobody trying to hit you off. Nope. These women, let me try. No let, let me ask you something. So, how many hairstyles have you had? <clears throat> <sighs> Let's see. This is this is my my my. Uh, what would you say? Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Timeline. Mm -hmm. um, I did the box when I was younger. You had a box. I had a box. Everybody had a box. If you 40 plus right now, you had a box the at age, one point yeah. in time. Yeah. Um, if your mama was really hip and had money, you had some jerry curls. I didn't have no jerry curls. Thank <laughs> you, mama. Thank you for not having pictures of your son. So with glow. Wet, yeah, wet <laughs> jerry curls hanging down my head, man, dripping all on my neck. I'm greatly appreciative that didn't happen. Mm -hmm. But I was, um, I did the box and I did the cornrows. In fact, 
You did. You had cornrows. I had cornrows. I was one of the first guys in the city of Buffalo, New York, to have. Corn you had rolls. to be pulling women. Listen, listen. Check this out. That was the case because here's a real interesting story. Now I'm not lying when I that, say this. Let me guess. That was the '90s, right? Yep. I, mm-hmm. I helped pioneer cornrows in this city. When I started growing my hair to braid, nobody was doing it. I remember people walking up to me like, "Yo, you guys look cool. You got cornrows." And I remember being in high school. I was a sophomore. And I was growing. By my junior year, I had them. But that following year, it exploded off the map. Everybody was growing their hair out, and cornrows was becoming a big thing in this area in the city of Buffalo, New York. But I was definitely one of the first dudes in this town that had them. That had them, man. It was, you know, nobody had them at the time, which did give me a unique look and did, you know, it did pull some panties. I won't lie. It I was definitely, gonna say, man. I mean, that's... it definitely made a difference, and I held on to that look for uh, a few years. Um, this is what I will say about having that much hair on your head. You know, that's you okay. have to be okay with sitting down for about two hours to get that braided. Mm-hmm. Um, and someone has to braid it. And I remember being young. I remember having all these ideas and designs and shit. That my sister would be like, nah, I'm not doing it. And I saw like years later, like I would see Alan Iverson. I'm like, see, yeah, I knew you could do all of that shit, yeah. man. You know, I was being creative. And I'm like, man, I want these the, the zigzag and all of that. And yeah. my sister was like, uh-uh, I'm not doing that. But I later on in life, I was seeing all of this stuff happen. And I was like, this is my whole point. This is what I wanted to do with my hair. This is before you can go get your hair braided at a salon. Like now a dude can go to literally go to a salon and get his hair braided. Almost like he, a guy can go get his hair cut, but at the right. time I was, I had my hair. You could not go do that. There was you, no hair salons. You know that's that. hard though because, um, so obviously I live in the suburbs. Thank you for coming out. This is very much the suburbs. This is very much the suburbs, yes, man. Indeed. So, um, uh, for me and my wife, it's very difficult for us to find you know someone that can cut black hair oh, or yeah. even like just shape it you know clean it yeah, uh dry it or uh or whatnot it's not, it's not out here it's not i mean you, you so there are a few that are savvy enough and brave enough and i and i do make a point of being brave because i don't know what it is i i would walk into say like a super cuts around here and i just say i just need a one it's all just a one you they can just line it up no idea what you're talking about it's right and it's just and and they get so skittish like they're like it's like the the, the clippers are, are like shaking mm-hmm. and like I come out like like listen like whatever for all uh people who work at supercuts and places like that uh if you are a true hairstylist the ideology that you only know how to cut Caucasian hair is pretty wild you cut hair you should train on cutting everyone's hair black white Puerto Rican, uh, uh, Arabic, uh, whatever it is, Italian, I don't know, blue, green, black, you cut hair. How do you, how are you good at only cutting what one kind of hair, that's man? All they, man that's, it's pretty lame. That's all it is, man. And it's just, it's so, so I, there was one, um, I was like, actually, I was really impressed by, um, uh, Megan Sobo, you know her. Megan Sobo. She cuts black hair. She should. And the thing is, she she told me. She, I was like, "Well, how do you how do you know?" Because the the um, uh, she was very confident in what she was doing. And really, she cut your hair before? Yeah, she cut my hair. Holy cow! Shout out to Megan Sobel. I did not expect that she would be able to cut black hair. Dude, um, she she does I, a good job. And not saying that you know 
she, I just, I, you, know, you just she, never saw it. I never right? saw it. She makes, she do right. posts and she does, you know, good hair. You know, she, she does hair. So she's never posted any haircuts of men, period. Most of her posts on IG are of, excuse me, women. So I just, I just never imagined her in that light, but that's pretty cool. It's pretty dope that she does that. Yeah. So, I mean, so, because at the one time I was looking for like a new barber because every, t- I hated going into the city because it was so far. Like I, I'm just I, I like to be efficient, so I like to try to stay as close to where I live as possible, yeah. just so I can get because if it's a half hour there, it's like a half hour or maybe an hour waiting, and it's a half for hour. People back. that don't understand, African American hair grows pretty fast. Meaning for us to keep our hair looking nice, if we're cutting it, it's at minimum once a week. Minimum, we've got to go get it cut every. I have to cut. If you want to keep it, if you want to keep it tight, tight. I have to cut my hair at least every seven days. To keep it tight, to keep it looking, you know, like sharp. I try to go every two weeks. Every two weeks can work, but need, I like, but I let it grow out. Yeah. So like, it gets by the time it's two weeks, it's like I definitely need. You to need get a cut. cut. You can't go no further than two weeks. You're at the max. I haven't gone further yeah. than that. Yeah. And I look like I look, look homeless. You look crazy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we look crazy. We look like we about to fight a war. Yeah. You know what I'm saying with a machete and some weird, you know, especially if you don't shave. It's just yeah. Like, it, it, you, you know, know what I'm saying. And you say that, and you, so so going back to what you were saying before about like, um, like a whole different person. Looking like a whole new different person. Like I get my hair cut, I look clean. My wife stops in her tracks and mm-hmm. she just stares. She's just like, "Oh, yeah, yeah, that's man. what she look like." And like, look good, yeah. feel good. Yeah, that is how it works. So keeping ourselves groomed is, is very important. Right. Shout out it, to Megan that she's cutting all all hair, African American hair, all hair. That's good. dope, man. That's and she, cool. um, I mean, she, obviously, she, I don't think she does it that often, but she, um. Because, I mean, I don't think any black people know that she she does it. Where but does she even, like, where does she work out of, like? She used to work at Santangelo's. Uh, I was on F- Union Road near in Chiptawaga. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know where she works now. She actually had a a, um, a chair in her house. Okay. Like, so I went to her house a few times and got a cut. That's dope. That's um, dope. She just, they just, her and Tim just bought a home. Yeah, congratulations. Um, congratulations to them. And, uh, you know, they got a nice dog that's going to be a... <laughs> They got a rock, yeah, rock, rock wilder. It's gonna yeah. be, it's gonna be a beast named oh, Zeus. That, that dog is, um, it's gonna be an animal for feisty. real. Feisty, yeah, it's, it's just that type of dog. It's gonna, it's gonna be big. It's gonna be serious business. Anybody try coming out, coming, coming to that house? But um, that's pretty cool, man. She, she can cut. You know what I'm saying? And you said she was confident. Yeah, well, yeah, she, she was. was just, it's a challenge, right? It's yeah. not every day she get to you know fade some black dude, right? So she's like, I'm with it. Let's 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 get yeah, it popping. She, she know, and, and uh, um, I asked her. I was like, Where are you? And she said, Oh, I was like, I train downtown. Like, I she, she like I I got an internship or, or whatever it was at a black um salon, and she start. That's where she started working and started doing you know her cuts. I th- I'm not sure if she still works there, but that's where she um you know trained on black hair and all that so she knew she did the way that you know the way that you know if you if 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 uh uh if you have a a a white uh person cutting your hair and they know how to cut black hair Mm -hmm. they cut it with the grain and they know you gotta cut it with the they know that when you when you know when when they do that that's like when you you know you you know that they know and she she cuts with the grain so she she knows she understood you have to cut with the grain Unless you're going completely bald, yeah, <laughs> and in that case it doesn't matter. But you still you'll cut against the grain because you want to get it as, as much as, as you, you can, yeah, as yeah. much as you can. 
Otherwise, other than that, and then there's this little spiral that hits like oh, in yeah. the center of our head. Yeah. So you gotta you gotta know to cut in that little circle, you know, going with the grain, which is you know pretty. If you can, she can do that, dope. That means she definitely knows what she's doing. Um. Yeah. So shout out to you know Megan Soba. I don't know what salon she's working out. We would give those give them a shout out too, and you know. Uh, things of that nature, but I'm not sure. You you know where she's working at? No, not anymore. Because I, I actually drove by uh, Santangelo, or used to be Santangelo's today, uh, and I didn't see it. I It wasn't there anymore, so I was like, I don't know where she's at. But she could still be doing I, I know she was trying to do something on her own, though, like I, like okay. her own salon. But so, yeah, man, but just hit her up on did. IG. There you go. Yeah, she, she's on there. She definitely posts all the time, so yeah. you can definitely hit her up. Um. Moving on, you got anything? Yeah, so um, that actually, you know, talking about that made me think of something. So, um, being black and in the suburbs, it it, it so it, it's a little different for me because I've always been in the suburbs. I grew up in West Seneca, so I never really ha- had to deal with um, moving from say an urban area or a predominantly black neighborhood to mm-hmm. a you know uh, a white suburb. Uh, area i've always been around that okay. my whole life um my wife on the other hand she's oh she came from greenville north carolina so she was you know, she got that country south that mm. that you know that black country uh country and so uh it was a it was a change of pace for her so it was so we had to find a lot of things for her you know like the hair mm-hmm. yeah. you know stuff like that and she didn't know like you know how to react to certain situations. She was actually she was actually um, came to um, be very comfortable um, in the suburbs, and you know it, it. You know we like it. We like it here. It's very nice. Um, not a lot. I mean, there's a lot of traffic from where we are specifically, but there's not like uh, um, not everyone is on top of each other like in the city. Um, but uh, there are black people coming out to the suburbs more, like way more. Really. Oh yeah, like I so, growing up, uh, I'll give a little nice little bit of my background. So growing up, so I was adopted by uh, uh, by a white couple, and uh, they they, um, my brothers and sisters, they're like they're you know they're either white, black, white, black, white, black. One was half Indian, so uh, there was like nine of us, you know, running around the house. Nine? Yeah. Your parents adopted or had nine children total? Three of their own and then like six adoptions and, Holy and all that stuff. Holy cow, yeah. man. They were serious about helping society with, uh, you know, adopting children. That's yeah. pretty interesting. So what kind of house? How big was the house? Uh, it was uh, like an average size house. It was definitely bigger than mine. But um, like at the time, there was uh, let's see, one, two, three, four, four rooms, I think. Um. And there was still like there still wasn't enough room for a lot of us. Um, like obviously there's like double double beds and all that stuff in different rooms. So um, the house was uh, expanded upon by for two extra rooms, nice. and that that gave everyone um, basically uh, uh, their own their room. own room. So it was it was very it was it was very nice, and we were in a dead end street, mm-hmm. so there was like no traffic. No I live traffic. on a dead end street right now, so there's no traffic. And I'm gonna say this much: I like that. Right? I like the no traffic thing. That is pretty cool for me. Yeah, and it's and 
you know, and, and it, it creates like a, an, a play area for kids. Like you can go down to the end of the street, play basketball, football, you know, do whatever you want. Um, so it gives it, it's dead end streets are highly sought. So, so if you live on a dead end street and you have a house, you you bought that house. The house is probably worth about five grand more just because That's of pretty that. Cool, man. But um, but yeah, like so, growing up in the suburbs here, you know, I being in school, like I was the only only black kid. Holy cow! Only black kid, and uh, you don't learn you don't learn the same things. Hmm. You really don't. Like do tell. So, um. Black, I didn't know about Black History Month until like third grade. That's a goddamn shame. Uh, teachers ought to be shame of themselves. Yeah, and the uh, um the let's see here, or at least I wasn't aware of it until third grade. The um the slave uh so uh slavery was a kind of a brush over topic. Mm. That they said, basically, they said it was a bad thing that they that that happened in America, but they <laughs> did, but they didn't say yeah. how bad it was. Yeah, bad's pretty, uh, you, know? Bad's a, you know, that's an understatement, you yeah. know, in itself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anybody who wants to know how bad it was, uh, go watch uh, the series The Roots or Roots. Yeah, um, his name was Toby. Roots, um, at least yeah. that's what they called him or told him his name was. Just go watch the series yeah. Roots and you'll get There's, either that or Twelve Years a Slave. Twelve you Years can, a Slave. You can watch uh, that shit too. Django is actually shows it pretty pretty bad. Django's too. pretty good too. What's dope about Django is Jamie Foxx plays a character in there where he gets revenge. He's a hero, right? He's a hero. And yeah. let me tell you, for every black American who watched that show, <laughs> we felt good at the end of that. It was one of those movies where we yeah. actually felt good at the end. Like, yeah, yeah. that's how it should have went down. Right. So, but growing up, like, I didn't know, like, I didn't know any of that. Like, literally, like, a lot of the stuff that, that I'm, I'm aware of now and know, like, did, didn't come around until, like, my mid-20s. Wow. That's interesting. That's, I how to, to, that's how out of touch I was. And, and I, I, I grew up, I went to like a Catholic school for the good portion of my life. And what was really interesting about that is people are like, oh, you went to a Catholic school. Da, da, da. I'm like, yeah, it was a melting pot for criminals. Everybody sent their badass kids to the Catholic school. Oh, so yeah. you got the, yeah, it was <laughs> like, it was seriously, when I say it was a melting pot, it was a melting pot. You got every badass kid wearing a shirt, tie, some slacks, and some higher bomb shoes. And we're in the back gambling. Cards, rolling dice. you know, rolling dice. Yeah, you're doing everything we shouldn't be doing. Now, with that being said, we did learn a lot. Them nuns was tough. Uh. Them nuns would shake you. They would pick you up and shake you. They would. They had paddles. They were serious oh, so, business. Okay, was, so was, okay, so yeah, it was serious. So you business. get guys get those uh, whips on the hands. Oh yeah, like I, I I seen I seen friends get get their ass mm. whooped right there in the school. You know, parent come, they get their ass whooped, and then the mama would come. Whoop their ass again, <laughs> yeah, man. So you got two. I seen two in one day, bro. It was pretty brutal for I, some of the kids. I, I will say that um, I did get, you know, I, I my parents spanked for sure. Uh, they, um, you know, they did the best they can as you know with what they had. Yeah, and um, I mean, my they, I mean, I had uh, uh, like family members and and friends of the family that were black, and I would go with them to like uh, I think my. Um, 
I think uh, my aunt Sadie, I think she was my godmother, but I'm not entirely sure. Um, uh, and uh, I would go see her. That was like the first time I actually had like a, a black experience, like um, like fried chicken, um, plastic on the furniture. Okay, yeah. You know, all, you, yeah. Know, you know what I'm saying? Plastic on the furniture. You know, it, it was just, it, I definitely was not used to that. And I didn't. Black folk will you know, immortalize furniture. We would take, <laughs> we would take furniture, buy it, and put yep. plastic on it so that it never, ever sees dirt. Yeah. Not sure why we do that. The point of furniture is to sit on. Yeah, to be but comfortable. But for some reason, in particular, we will get some nice shit, and we want to keep it like that forever. Yep. Forever, yep. you know, furniture outdated, but you know, it's. it's I just, ne- I never understood, yeah. and the, and the, and the, and, and it had like uh, um, the beads and stuff like that, like where you would lay on, it'd yeah. be like uncomfortable as hell. Yeah, it's pretty. So it was just, um, but it was, it was interesting, and and um, so what I did though, you know, being who I was, um, like I always wanted to know more. Right. Where I came from, what I, you know, course, about that's, black that's, people. That makes sense. I got very curious. So what I did when I went to college, I instead of going to say ECC South or North, I went to the city. So I went ECC City. Okay. And I got um, a little bit of a little bit more there. of a experience, kind of that in school in you know uh, experience with uh, uh, with black with more black folk. You want to know what I learned going to a Catholic school and dressing like you know a young businessman? Yeah. You know, you learn to dress really nice. Yeah. What I also learned was if you have on higher bottom shoes, trying to fight in higher bottom shoes is a very difficult fight. Yeah, how is that? Because there is no grip. There is no traction. You are slipping and sliding all over the place. If you are in a physical (laughs) confrontation with trying to hold somebody off and you got on some goddamn church shoes, some higher bottoms, you're going to have a problem, man. Okay. I don't recommend wearing higher bottoms if you're a tough guy. You a tough guy, okay, who like to talk shit and like to get into fights, you need to have them something with a rubber sole, okay? Rubber sole concrete and higher bottoms just means you're going to be sliding up and down the goddamn concrete, man. I don't care. And ever since that, as a kid, I don't care for higher bottom shoes. And I'm not a sandal guy, okay? It's just something about having a sandal on and my foot exposed. You're not... You're not that, that. Are you that type of dude that you? So you're not that type of dude that wears like socks and sandals. I I I will wear socks and sandals. I don't like to have my toes out, but I'm not a sandal guy because I feel like if it goes down, or I need to protect myself or my loved ones. My feet are exposed. That's just you know I, the idea. The idea of somebody taking their foot, lifting it as high as they can, and stomping on my toes. I just feel like I'm going to be at a disadvantage. That's a good point. You know what I'm saying? It's real difficult to be effective when a man just crushed four of your five toes on your right foot. <laughs> they are no longer functionable. That's a good point. You know what I'm saying? So it's just, you know, that's just me. I'm just saying, because look, me and you get into it, me and the guy get into it, and I look down and I notice that I can see his pinky toe. Yeah. His big toe, <laughs> his second big toe. You're going the after. very first thing I'm going to do if I got to make a move is my objective is to Superman jump and crush as many of those toes as I possibly can first. And then we're going to see how good you fight with some broken toes. They're going to be hurt, bro. I'm going to crush them. I'm going to destroy them. 
I feel like that's gonna give me some sort of advantage in that confrontation. Man. Mm. So th- that's why I ain't, I ain't into the sandal thing, man. Like you know, you want to wear sandals and shit, man. Wear them shits on the beach where everybody got on sandals. And shit, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's an even playing field, man. It's an even playing field, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying, you know, you know what I'm saying. I see dudes in the gym with sandals on. Yeah, it, this is what blows my mind. I'm like, bro, if drop. for whatever reason that 45 come out your hand onto your foot. Oh, it's gone. It's gone, bro. And the owner at the gym I'm at, he not going to care. <laughs> I promise you, that guy does not care that you just dropped a 45 plate on your goddamn toes. I'm pretty sure he already got the paper, the waiver <laughs> that says, you know, such and such, such and such. You kind of on your own. That's probably at any gym. Because right. if you are idiotic enough to come to a gym with sandals on, to work out, you deserve whatever you get. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, you shouldn't. You shouldn't be wearing sandals at the sandals. gym. Or anything. Sandals that's, that's just that's just asinine. Like you're just like you're just asking for trouble. You're asking for trouble. You're asking for trouble for me if we have trouble. Because if I'm in the gym and we get into a confrontation, and I notice that you have on sandals in the gym. It is my duty to take advantage <laughs> of that scenario in that situation. You're getting a 45 plate right on the toes, bro. Right on the toes. Oh, I'm gonna drop it. Oh, I rem- I'm gonna remember that. <laughs> so the uh, um, so I gotta ask you something. The uh, now I remember um, us uh, talking like a while back, like when I first met you a little bit and um you were telling me about like being in the suburbs mm-hmm. and um like how wild it is sometimes like uh parties that they have mm. in the suburbs and like just oh absolutely like and i've been i lived here for you know 30 years so 30 30 plus years and it's just like i never huh. seen anything that's like <laughs> like what you were talking about the white youth Trust me when I tell you, they they know how to party. Um, I've partied with some college kids in the suburbs, and I've pil- partied with some regular kids in the suburbs. And um, I'll say this. Um, some wild things happen at these parties. Um, I can attest to that. Yeah, yeah. I mean... Yeah. I mean, it's 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 insane. Like sometimes it nobody can get... gets shot. That's the the most important part yeah. for me. Nobody, nobody, you know, nobody shooting up those parties, man. That's why um, they're cool parties to to, to go to. Um, uh, partying with uh, white folk is always different from partying with. I don't even party with my people, man. We yeah, just, why not? I, just get it gets too. It gets too wild, man. Like you know, what I'm saying I have to, you know. I have to first and foremost wherever I'm at, it has to be 35 on up. Anything, 35 on 35, up. bro. Ooh. Like it's got to be, it's got to be, you know, maturated, you know, participants in that party. I can't anything younger than that. I might go as, as far as 32, 33, but it can't be any kids, man. These these the youth today, African American youth today, uh, just they just. It's it's we're lost, man. We're in a whole nother place, man. They don't they don't get it anymore. I mean, this shoot the op, uh, this you know Percocet, 
this uh, sip the lean is uh, back when I was growing up, you know, the rappers used to, you know, rap about being the drug dealer. Right. That was, you know, braggadocious. Now it's rap about being the drug user, bragging about how many perks you can take and how much lean you can sip. It's the dumbest shit in the fucking world, man. It, it makes absolutely no sense. Not to mention you, you're dying and killing yourselves doing it. It, it just, it, it just, it's, it's ridiculous, man. I, I can't be around that. I'm too, at my age, man, you know, I, I want to say this, man. You know, I, I pray that, you know, the kids realize that it doesn't really make any sense to do what they're doing. Um, you know, you guys are playing the short game, not the long game. Like, no one's thinking about, the longevity of their life, like in the health and how that affects your health, bro. You cannot expect to live a long life when you're abusing uh, uh, medication of any sort. Right. Perks, oxy, uh, uh, SERP, you know, whatever you, you, you want to do. You can't, you know, the weed. That's enough for me, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, that's it, about to be legal anyway. Yeah, it's about to be legal. Like, I get, you know, you know, Snoop Dogg, the weed, but, you know, you weren't hearing about people smoking weed and dying, man. Like, you don't, you don't hear that. We're talking about, you know, abusing over the counter medication that's designed to, uh, you know, alleviate pain and things of that nature. And it's an epidemic right now and mm-hmm. it's serious business. And these, these young kids, you know, it's, it's easy access it's, for them. Yeah, it's 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 pretty it's pretty pretty wild, you know. With with that being said, you know, um, I've been to some adult parties as well. Those are interesting. Um, shout out to the the cuckold couples <laughs> <laughs> in the world, uh, the uh, husbands who have no problem watching another man bang their wives. Oh my God. That is a sight to see. I've I've been in this environment. It's a very interesting environment too. Um, to wrap your mind around the ideology of being there while another man he's not taking it easy on your wife. Okay, he's not. Is he's abusing your wife? He's going to because it doesn't belong to him. So he's hammering your wife out like he bought her from cell block four for a pack of Newports and the guard's going to be coming around the corner in two minutes. Oh my God. It's, it's, it's an interesting <laughs> scene to see. I've been in these environments. I've seen it. I'm not going to say whether I participated or not. Let's just say this. I've been there. Been there. I've been to clubs. I've been to a dick sucking contest, man. A contest. I've been to a contest where there was an actual winter winner winter winner announced at the end of the uh event man you know where penises were in mouths and that's w- that's wild it was really interesting because all the contestants were like old white men you know what I'm saying like hey i'll get my dick sucker uh. and um yeah and the one sucking the dicks was young beautiful white women and i'm like holy yeah, cow yeah like so like i don't know how that works but um someone gotten paid Possibly, I, I wasn't paying anyone. On, I was, I was there. I seen a female double fisting. I seen her with a cock in her left and her right, and she was going back and forth. Um, the young lady who actually won, they were calling her Pocahontas. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I was in the kitchen and I was oh eating a piece of cake, 
And um, she came into the kitchen and she was butt naked. She was uh, in her birthday suit. And, you know, it was a bit of shock on my face, man. Just to see a woman, a beautiful woman, naked in a kitchen that's full of people. And she's she's walking around like, like she's fully clothed. Like and how many people are in this in this house or something? Uh, like, like the event I was at, it had to be 50, 60 people. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm going to say this. Everything you see there isn't, you know, appealing. Some of this stuff, some of these women <laughs> and these guys are taking their clothes off and, you know, ain't what you want to see. You I'm know just what I'm saying? saying? Though, like, it's just, it's there. I seen a real life cowboy there, man. I mean, he was the real deal. He had the hat on. He had the, the, the snakeskin boots. He told me how he went and, you know, killed the snakes and made the boots and, the whole nine yards. He had the belt buckle, the proven. At one point in time, he was at a table. I was at a table kicking it with some people. And he was, it was a woman at the table that he was trying to convince to suck his dick right there. And um, it was real interesting because at some point in time, I remember in my peripheral vision, she ended up hitting him off right there at the table. It's just an interesting environment to be in. And people be like, oh. You know, why would you be in that environment and ah, this, that? Why wouldn't you be? I'm a man. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you this. If you, you know, as a that man. That sounds like a party, man. Yeah, as a man, it was something I needed to see. Exactly. Right? I mean, I, I needed to when see someone that. Sa- it's like one of those things. It's, it's like when someone talk tells you a story about like a uh, like a situation that they were yeah. in or a, like a car wreck or something like that. Yeah. You kind of like, I want to see that. Yeah, like, yeah. Like you just, it's like, it's like a dude, it's like. This dude, like, if this dude comes up to you and says, "Hey, do you want to see me? You want to see me? You know, fuck this horse." You, you kind of, kind of like exactly. You're, it's kind of like, interesting. You know, you're, you're like, just kind of like, ah, yeah, sure, why not? Uh, you know, it's one of those things. Like, I just got to see it. Got to, exactly. See it so it was a friend of mine or associate of mine was living that life. He asked me if I wanted to attend an event. And I attended a couple of events because <laughs> I wanted to see what that environment was like. And let me tell you, for men who uh, would find this interesting, you would definitely find this interesting, okay? To be at a club, fisting, double fisting drinks, laughing and giggling like Charlie Murphy, and to see a woman three feet from you go down on a dude right there at the bar is pretty goddamn interesting. I just have to say it was pretty damn wild. And the dude looked like DJ Khaled. Might have been him. All I know if it was him, he was saying, we the best right then and there in his mind. I I promise you he was saying that. Because the girl was going down. She had to be 22. She was gorgeous. She was gorgeous, bro. And she went right to town, right there, and it was pretty wild. I got to see that go down. I got to see uh, a room with people just uh, staring while some dude bangs out some chick on the bed. It was like, it's kind of like, it was like live porn meets college party. If you can like imagine that mixture. Party. Yeah, it was pretty, pretty that damn sounds like wild. a really wild porn. Like, like. And you're telling, and so like, where are these parties? Like, they're they're around in the area, right? They are around. Um, it's it's a society. I'm not gonna say it's a secret society, but it's definitely a society where you you know if you, you need to know someone who's, and that's how you get pulled in. Right. Like, I just happened to know somebody who was living that life. I got introduced to this individual. He was living that life. He said, "Hey, you want to?" 
come check this out. And I was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> I'm totally want to come check that out. Um, and so they're, they're around, you know what I'm saying? Um, there's a club out in Pennsylvania. I forget what part, but uh, you can look them up. The club name is TJ's Impressions. Um, they're online. They throw events every weekend, swinger party events. And um, you pay your fee. You can go see. It's a BYO, bring your own liquor, whatever. But the club is pretty wild. Um, there's like a 100-foot you know, hot tub there. They have oh, rooms damn. on site to do your business. There's a bar, there's a dance floor, there's an area to eat. Not sure if you want to go there to eat, but I'm just saying there is. There's something very interesting about being in a club environment where you look to your left and you're talking to a woman who's fully clothed, and then you look to your right, and right next to you there's a guy, all he's got on is a fucking towel. <laughs> I mean, he is literally butt naked with a towel on. He's right next to you, and he's conversating with another chick. So you got to be okay with that environment because it's like that. You know what I'm saying? It's pretty wild. These dudes are coming from back rooms. They're getting out of hot tubs. They're coming out of sessions. It's it's going down. Like I said, people are there. Like it's a lot of guys. I've never seen this, but I, I've never seen a black dude handing over his wife to a, another man. But white guys, I, I don't know what it is. Like all day? All day. It's, you just Some of them just are okay with the idea of another man Banging the shit out of their wives. They get something out of it. I'm not I'm not sure. Me personally, just doesn't work for me. But I have seen, you know, Caucasian men handing their wives. I've been introduced. I've had I've had white dudes come get me and say, yo, I want to introduce you to my wife. It's real awkward situation. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> real awkward when a dude says, yo, I want to introduce you to my wife. And it's not like he wants to introduce you to his wife because, you know. Hey, I just walked into your house and you know it's an event and I just you know she's a cool person. It's I want to introduce you to my wife to bang her. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? To do sexual things to her. That is the point. And whether you do that or not is up to you, but that's the kind of environment it is. I mean, you want to talk about wild. being friends that share everything. It's mm. pretty it's pretty, pretty out there. People ask me, you know, uh, you know, STDs and all of this. And I'd be like, dude, respect yourself and you respect them. Obviously, these people aren't saying, hey, come free for all, do me. These are usually prestigious people, doctors, lawyers, judges, politicians. Oh, shit. Yeah, these, these are high-end people. This isn't your raggedy, run-of-the-mill, trailer park trash. Uh, people coming to these events. These are people of power. <laughs> it's like eyes wide shut, man. Eggs. That's exactly what it's like, Chaz. I was going to say that. That movie. If you've seen that movie, that's exactly what it is. Check out that movie with Tom Cruise, Eyes Wide Shut. It was actually a good movie, but it is exactly like that. These are high up, high end people with money. When you go to this club, you can just look at the cars in the parking lot. And you already know, like, this is not bullshit. There's Damn. just really high-end vehicles there. So, I, I, I don't know. Maybe it's a good place to be, good people to know. If you're getting in trouble with the law. They rub your you know, elbows with them. Yeah, man, dick in you them. know. Maybe you ba- <laughs> if you bang, bang the wife. judge, if, the, if you go before the judge, if you just done some dunch, dumb shit, and you, you go before the judge, and holy shit, there's the judge who you have blindfolded in the back of some club, 
hammer her out, you know, I mean, going to town, you're probably going to get off, <laughs> you know, with just oh, at least a light sentence, you know, it's going to be a <laughs> wink, wink, and she's going to take care of you, you know what I'm saying? And for a female, same thing. If you a female and the judge you go before and you know you've polished his knob, something serious, you know what I'm saying? You've taken his load. Hey, maybe he takes a load off of you. <laughs> Literally. So, um, you know, there's something to think about, folks. But that's my story. We're going to wrap up this episode. Um, yep. You guys look forward to episode four, you know, Chaz. Holy, hey. I, uh, uh, this is great. <laughs> a lot of good stuff today. Get, I'm just still trying to get over the story. Uh, yeah, uh, episode four hopefully coming by sometime. Um, actually, we could probably record sometime uh, early next week, and awesome. um, you know, I'll let you know. Sounds like a plan. That is Bella, the dog, who's saying it is time to give me some attention. Thank you. Later. <laughs>